Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Desktoprods.com movies and television podcast. Sorry this is a week late. Uh, yeah, that's on me. Kind of. Mostly. But there were scheduling conflicts that happened last week. But the point is, our last couple months or so, I have been real shit about posting these fucking things on time. So with this, hopefully we'll be getting back on track, getting things done the way we should, doing this shit like we do. Caveman's here. Aloha. (laughs) (sighs) And yeah. So yeah, one of the reasons I didn't want to do this is just like get things a bit back more on track. Another reason why I want to do this now is because I didn't want to have to wait two weeks to talk about the fucking weird shit going on with goddamn Disney. So there have been two really big news stories. Okay, there have been two really big news stories in uh, involving the film industry that don't involve sexual assault. Let's just get this out of the way, the sexual assault thing. Um, It's a good thing. Not the sexual assault, but the fact that these assholes are being called out. It's a good thing. So for every single one of you people who's getting depressed about it, like Dead Man was trying to make me depressed just before this recording, it's a good thing. These assholes are being called out for what they have done. Hopefully they'll be punished, but at the very least, people are going to be aware of the fact that these assholes are doing this shit. So I mean, remember I that, I wasn't trying to make you sad or depressed or whatever. That's just how I naturally operate. You've seen how I DM? Yeah, I have. Uh, for everyone who's uh, curious, uh, imagine the fairy tale power creep versus One Piece natural progression of strength. Every time we think we've gotten a little bit stronger, hey, there's an enemy that just completely outclasses you. It was a cyborg. I make weird things. Anyway. Huh. So yeah, two really big stories happened with Disney uh, over the past over the past couple of weeks. One of them is weird. Like both of them seem to have been resolved according to sources close to close to these fucking things. But uh, yeah, this is going to be fucking weird. So first up, uh, it came out that Disney was in talks to buy the majority of 20th Century Fox. Yeah, according to CNBC, uh, 21st Century Fox had been holding talks with uh, Walt Di- with the Walt Disney Company to sell out to sell uh, to sell Disney the majority of the company. Uh, pretty much they would be selling them everything except Fox Sports, Fox News, and the actual Fox Channel itself. Disney would get the rest. Which hopefully means they'd get rights back to the X-Men. Yeah, that Fox can keep the Fantastic Four. Who gives a fuck about them? Yeah, that was but hopefully that, it means Disney will get everything else. Yeah, that was the big thing. It was like, oh fucking everybody's like, yeah, so fucking Disney talking about buying Fox. That means we'll get fucking X Men and the Fantastic Four back. But like, this is way big. This is fucking huge, dude. And it also means Disney's getting more of a monopoly on the media industry. That too, which is a problem, as we'll talk about in a bit. But like, yeah, this is. This was insane. 
like James was the one who kind of put first first put me onto this. Like I, on top of not being able to post these fucking things on time, I have been a bit I've been falling a bit behind on news stuff, as you might have noticed. But the fact that I haven't written any news in like a year. Yeah, he put me on to this. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like, Fox, yeah, it's like Disney and Fox are like in talks to try to like get fucking like a Spider-Man kind of thing going on. And I looked into it. I was like, bitch, no. This shit goes way deeper than that. But, yeah, this is – yeah, this is coming out of CNBC, like I said, where sources close to the – people familiar with the matter are telling CNBC that Fox wanted to consolidate itself and become a more tightly focused group of – Things so it wasn't just like all right so yeah we're making fucking movies over here we're making TV shows over here we're making this we're making that we're making this fuck that noise we're just gonna focus right we're gonna focus on sports and sucking Trump's dick that is what Fox stands for motherfuckers uh, but hopefully they'll shut down entirely then but <laughs> if that's all they are shortly after all this came out um Bloomberg. Reported that Disney was exploring to buy the assets, but those talks are now dead. Woo. Yeah, this is this is coming out of, like I said, it's coming out of Bloomberg, same day as everything else, uh, where he said, where Bloomberg reported that the two sides aren't talking anymore, said the person close to the matters. There's, and they asked not to be identified, but. Yeah, in this fucking both companies' stocks went up. That doesn't surprise me at all. Nope. <laughs> yeah, this is. I'm not 100% sure. Like, everybody else is talking about, like, this is, like, a real thing that is happening. Like, if you just fucking do a Google search of Disney Fox right now, fucking, like, 90% of fucking what comes up is. Is like, oh yeah, this shit, this shit's like gonna happen. Like a fucking Forbes article that came out earlier today, the day we're recording this. The fucking headline is why a blockbuster deal between Disney and 20th Century Fox is bound to happen. See, I more see this as some intelligent person in the company decided to boost the value of their stocks. Well, it also would not surprise me if Fox was like, yeah, like fuck it. See, when I first heard about this, I was like, really? Fox would shit the bed this hard and give up all of their stuff? I mean, you've seen how they've been doing lately, right? Like, outside of the outside of the X-Men, everything's been on fire. Yeah, but why would they keep the news channel then? Because that has been a raging dumpster fire <laughs> failure. No, it's been a raging dumpster fire for us, the people who, like, aren't their viewership. But for their viewership, it's been doing fucking gangbusters. So a raging dumpster fire. Yeah, totally. But that raging dumpster fire has a bunch of like fucking people hanging out, hanging outside the outback steakhouse where the dumpster is, going like, "Hey, yeah, man, let's see that shit burn." Yeah, <laughs> I never said they were intelligent. Uh, uh, intelligent. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then also coming out of this was a. This was weird. This was a fucking kind of weird thing where. So the LA Times, this, this is the second piece of Disney news that came out of all this. There's a third piece, but we'll get into that at the end of the show because it's not a fucking giant, huge, fucking weird ass thing. But so the LA Times, they ran a story about Disney and Disney's effects on the city of Anaheim. 
Starting out, starting out with an article about a parking structure. And then getting into how Disney kind of owns a bunch of local politicians. It's a, it was a big fucking thing. It's all up on LA Times. You can check it out. You, you find it there. Uh, but shortly after all that shit ran, uh, Disney banned the LA Times from early screenings of their movies for purposes of like reviews and stuff for their fucking shit. And everybody lost their goddamn minds. It's well, like, I would. Yeah, just like just like the regular people out there, were like, what the fuck is happening with this shit? Uh, fucking the, I think like the like the LA critics, a group of LA critics, like this actual like organization that organizes LA critics. They straight up said, until Disney lifts their ban on the LA Times, we are refusing to consider any Disney property for end of year awards. And. People from, like, outside the film sphere were like, yeah, so I'm just going to fucking support the L.A. Times. Like, fuck Disney. Like, Jake Tapper, a CNN reporter, tweeted out that he just subscribed to the L.A. Times because, like, for, like, solidarity's sake because they got banned for doing journalism. Which is what happened. Yeah, it is. Just straight up, like, yo, this parking structure's kind of fucked and Disney has way too much power in Anaheim. So Disney's like, yo, fuck you. And everybody else is like, no, fuck you. We're going to show exactly how much two power we have in Anaheim. Kind of lost it at the end. I did. I did. Anaheim. Got me. Oh, God. But yeah, then, like, not long after this happened, like, I think within a day. Within a couple, within a day or a couple days, Disney was like, "All right, fucking fine, you can see our shit again. Just stop yelling at us." God, we can't be immature assholes for five minutes. Yeah. Fuck. No, Disney. No, you can't be immature assholes for five minutes. Oh, and it wasn't actually. Actually, just saw this because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, it wasn't just um. It wasn't just the uh, fucking the L.A. fucking film critic shit. It was the National Society of Film Critics, the Boston Society of Film Critics, and the New York the New York Film Critics Circle, as well as the L.A. Film Critics thing. All of them were like, "Yo, fuck you." Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so that happened. It was fun. Just a very there's like a couple of things there. Just this really insane fucking fucking business shit happening with goddamn movies and whatever. Ugh. Those stories made me feel happy. Dead man's special. No, it's just Ed- well, yes, it is a good thing. The other things that are happening with all with everybody who tries to rape people getting outed. That's a good thing. It's still depressing to read. It is. It really is. Especially when you were on the verge of being a nihilist. You're not on the verge of being a nihilist, Ed. <laughs> Just, oh yeah, everything I fucking think. Every horrible, depressing joke I make is fucking right. Great. 
Oh, hey, look. I wonder how bleach tastes. I thought Rick and Morty Season 3 got dark. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. Let's talk about fucking movies and TV and shit. I don't know. That does it for news. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a 10 minute show where we just talk about Disney and then stop. <laughs> We're just so depressed by the end of it, we can't continue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, in all seriousness. Uh, Do you want to go first, Dead? Because I only have, like, two things to talk about. Like, I don't know how many things you have. I have four things. So, should I go first, or should you go first? You can go first. We didn't talk about this beforehand. You can go first, fuck it, I don't care. Let's just fucking All do right. this. It's gonna be a, so, it's gonna be a twenty five uh, minute show. No, we 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 spend at least ten minutes being depressed. It's gonna be a thirty five minute show. Sick. All right. So the first thing I watched is something Dead Man has been. Be- oh no, I have three things to watch, to mention. Sick. Uh, the first thing that uh, show. The first thing that I want to talk about is something that Dead Man has been badgering me to watch: Stranger Things. Yeah. He sat down with me to get me started on watching, and I watched like up to episode three with him, and then I just kind of left it on while I played Minecraft. <laughs> I did watch it. Like I play Minecraft on autopilot, so like I did watch it. I like it, and I had the exact opposite thought that the producers had. <laughs> um, there, there was a rumor going around that one of the groups of producers said, "Hey, can we get rid of the kids?" Yeah, uh, the kids' story, uh, let's just focus on the adults. And I was the, the exact opposite until, like, the last three episodes. Yeah, no, those kids are the best fucking part. I even wanted to drop the teens' plot up until, like, halfway through. Because I was like, man, the teens aren't doing anything but being annoying teens. Can we get some more of the kids? <laughs> yeah, <but then laughs> Which is kind of funny. Yeah. But then Steve's hair brought you back. It was not Steve's hair, and it does not grow as much as you say it does. Dude, come on. Though I did see why you said, yeah, Steve, in the end, because he was starting to turn it around. Wait, have, so you seen, have you started season two? No, I have not started season two yet. Just I wait, want to, I, w- I want to let season one mull. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That is totally um, fair. But, yeah, Stranger Things. Um, I actually, like, I'm going to say this right now. I am lispy fat kid. Dustin? <laughs> yes, him. I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's one. Um, Dustin is me. Keep the party together. Let's be intelligent and logical about this. Let's. Who knows the most random esoteric? Like, I know about compasses, and apparently none of that's that's my special power this week. Okay, just let you yeah, know. Stop just let you know. Half for this is coming through. Like, so he's my favorite. You still there? Like half of this is coming. Like half of this is coming through. My connection is fluctuating. <sighs> Yay! 
We're doing uh, Discord, people, and because Caveman's computer is fuck, kind of fucked right now, we can't do Discord. We can't do individual recordings. So yay! Sorry, I'm sorry. It's gonna get fixed soon. Well, it's gonna be brought in to be fixed soon. I promise. Yeah, so but... it seemed like the last minute and a half was you gushing about how Dustin is you. Yeah, it was. Um, he's my he's my favorite. I also really like Eleven because of the fact that like I love play I love my fa- one of my favorite characters in D&D to play is the repentant monster. The monster who did something bad but isn't really a monster. So, like I connect with her on that level and I I, I like her. So the <laughs> first time I saw her I thought is that a boy playing a girl? <laughs> nope, <laughs> because cuz like the shaved head like and she's at that age where you can't just look at their chest and tell so i'm like yeah it was very much like they this movie cast her for that reason yeah um i disbelieve the uh young uh gentleman uh wanting her to go get changed in another room i mean come on you guys are never going to see a naked woman except on the internet you might as well take this advantage now and at that age i totally was jumping at that option yeah, but at that time, they didn't know what the internet was. Also, it was the 80s. Just keep that in mind. So even even more so. <laughs> even more so. They're never going to get to see a naked woman. <laughs> they might fuck. You Dustin don't know. Might fuck. Dustin might fuck. The black kid definitely will fuck. I think his name was Lucas. Yep. The two other guys, never. Will and Mike. Will and Mike will never fuck. Nah, Mike fucks 11. Eventually. Sure, she, sure he does. Just uh, wait till season two. Okay. Ew. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> but, um... I now feel really dirty. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I should. <laughs> I'm sorry. I lo- I actually... I, I, I like the... like. I think it was shot very well. Um, I didn't have a problem with pacing. And for a lot of these shows, I go like, Can we go? Come on. You've built tension. Move on. You fucking built tension. Move. Oh my god. Like I end up with that feeling a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember when we talked about the center. Yeah, yeah. Still need to continue watching that, but how do I? Uh, yeah. Like this show is actually executing tension very well, in my opinion. Now, I'm, of course, of the modern generation, so I like boom, 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 boom. I like fast. I like quick-paced. I don't like slow, because that bores the fuck out of me. Um, But this show executes its, uh, it, it executes its script very well. I don't really feel pacing issues in the first season. However, I don't feel like it's as good as people say, which, you know, is one of my big problems with watching anything that's been hyped. Yeah, yeah, that's always what it is. Just you have expectations that can never be lived up to, no matter how good the show is. Like seriously, people stop gushing for weeks and telling me you've got to watch it. It is the best thing I've ever. But if they don't do that, what are they going to make gifts out of? My dick. And file sizes don't go that small. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I'd say ow, but I know that you were just comparing it to your own, and, well, everything's dwarfed by that gargantuan monster. You know I'm a skeleton, right? (laughs) Yeah, so you have a huge boner, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I'm dying. I just duct tape a couple femurs together and stick that thing. <laughs> this is what I got. Fucking work it. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> oh, that brought my mood up. Oh. I was not sure where you were going with that. Where you're just like, where you're just like, yo, dude, yeah, your dick big. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I was trying to say something that you wouldn't argue, want to argue against, so that you wouldn't continue trying to claim my penis is small. <laughs> I mean, I could always just point out that my fiance enjoys it, so I must, I must have something down there, but that's boring. Nah, there are ways. Eh. I've read about in the internet. <laughs> but yes, uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> I recommend it. It's not as it's not as good as the hype, but nothing could ever be as good as the hype. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I really enjoy all of the characters. Like even the bullies, I weirdly found enjoyable. And I'm not quite sure why. Like they were the stand, they were like Stephen King bullies. Yeah, that's that's um, what, that's how this works. This is Stephen so, King. Yeah, I, I I don't know why I like the bullies, but I like the bullies. Um, I'm really hoping we ex- we they actually explain the upside down better. Though I liked the way the uh, teacher explained the upside down. Yeah, and I like that that gave it. Like its name. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed just that. Um, um, one of my favorite scenes was, um, and it's because it was executed very, very well, in my opinion. Now, this is a scene that you've seen a million times. We got, we're going to send one of our men into the strange unknown, attached only by a tether, Stargate. Every movie, oh no. every film involving Some, a portal. Something is attacking him. Pull it back now. Only get the tether back. But just the way they executed it, especially the lack of concern on some of the scientists' faces. Because some of them just did not care. Yeah, they were I mean, like, well, oh, that's test subject 1376, dead. Oh, yeah, just, just, test just, subject one three seven seven. It is like just off frame. You just you just see like two guys just fucking like swapping fucking like one guy hands like a five dollar bill. It's like fuck, I thought I was gonna make it this time. <laughs> but I that scene sticks with me because I've seen it so many times, and it was executed well enough that it stuck. <laughs> Actually, I was like, imagining just like. It's like after everything's done, just like, like every, everything is closed up, and then like at the end of the day, like her, like hermetically sealed, just like some dude, it, but in like in like one of those like suits, but like it's blue, just comes and just starts trying to mop up all the weird shit, upside down <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing in there, George?" It's like, "What I have to clean." It's like, "No, not in there." He's like, "Just fucking get out of there." It's like, "No, bitch, I fucking get paid to clean." I get paid to clean, and there's some weird extra-dimensional goop all over this place. You know what extra-dimensional goop looks like, George? Look where I work. <laughs> you got this uh, shit written fucking everywhere, dude. I can read. Um, One of my favorite... Like, 
I'm just going to go through my favorite each character moments. Lucas, I had no favorite moments with him. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that's kind of fair. I felt like he jumped down Eleven's throat fairly quickly. Um, I'm hoping he's improved in the next season. But right now, my biggest issue with Lucas is you're a black kid in the 80s hanging out with white people in the suburbs. What is wrong with your bullies? Um, hey, man, they're, what, they, bullies they, they were are, particularly racist back then. They are they politically are, correct honestly. bullies. OK, yeah, they have other um, things to make fun of besides race. Race is a low hanging fruit. Dustin. I loved the magnet bit with him because he was just like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> how do you not know how Compass won? <laughs> I loved that. <sighs> Excuse him as his connection fluctuates. Should be back soon. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Um, I didn't care about the DM except for like the moments when he was DMing Mike, Mike. Yeah, he was, he was, he's, he's a fun DM. Cause like, he'll get up and like do a little act <laughs> like for the monster deaths, kind of like dead man, like trying to do a voice for all of the monsters. And it just comes out to be the same creature. That's only been a couple of them. Dude, we fought like giant spider monsters like three times apparently just from sound effects alone. To be fair, the <laughs> monsters manual has a lot of spiders in it. True, true. Like the edder caps, they don't look like spiders, but they're basically spiders. The chitons aren't spiders, but they're basically spiders. The children, they're basically spiders. He's an animated DM. I wouldn't really call him a good DM because I haven't seen enough of him running games. Yeah, and um, you won't. It's only like in the fucking first episode. I liked Will's mom because she was fucking resourceful and took no shit. Oh, no, yeah. Winona Ryder is great. Like, in both seasons, she just goes through so much shit, and she just doesn't handle it well, but she handles it. I liked the cop. Opera because is the best. I hated the cop. I, I, I loved him and hated him for the same reason. He is a terrible police officer. <laughs> like, he is everything that is wrong with the police force now. <laughs> was it the punching? It was the, yeah, breaking and entering, punching, uh, assault. Uh, I'm a cop, so I can just do whatever I want. All to solve the case. Like, if he were a real cop, his badge, his gun, and his ass would have been handed in. A long time ago. Well, to be fair, he runs shit out here. Touche. That's not a, that's not a good excuse, but it's a reason. Like he's in fucking small town Indiana. Like who the fuck is gonna go? Like, hey, cop man, who did all these? Who did all these semi illegal cop things that we don't know about? Yeah, no, like, that's the real reason why he isn't arrested, like, right now, but... It's because just uh, um, everything that he did happens to be involved in super shady fucking shit that nobody can know about. Jeremy, I believe that's Will's big brother, Jeremy? Uh, Is that right? I, I don't think so, I think... Will's big brother is a bit creepy, but when it comes down to it, he musters up. And one of my favorite, favorite moments um, is just when he and dumbass chick 
are at the place. Jonathan. And Jonathan. Uh, and they're buying bear traps and propane tanks and shit. And they ask, what are you buying all this for? And the response, monster hunting. <laughs> yeah, you know, what high school students do. I, I, I loved that. Um, also, her name is Nancy. Dumbass chick. My favorite moment with Steve is when he finally realizes, oh my god, I am an asshole. Because <laughs> it comes right after the moment where I'm like, I will never like Steve. When he pokes and goads Jonathan into beating the shit out of him. And mentions his brother. Yeah. It's not cool, dude. It is not. It's not cool. But just wait, like I said, like... like Steve, he has a character arc that nobody fucking expected and everybody goddamn loved. Like, the day after Stranger Things came out, just fucking Imgur was just image after image after image of Steve. Okay. Am I missing any important character? Eleven. Eleven, yeah. My my favorite moment is when she tears up that hill, like, just after Mike has jumped off the cliff to save... Dustin, I believe. Yeah, to save Dustin. Well, and Mike. Well, no, Mike jumped off the cliff to save Dustin. Yeah, Mike jumped off the cliff, then Eleven saved him, then saved Dustin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then right after is my favorite scene with the bullies. Where the police is like, it was this psycho little girl with mental powers with his broken arm. Yeah, just this mom's there like, what are you going to do about this little girl who broke my boy's arm? <laughs> and I... Fuck! It's the '80s. You don't have to be PC. I was right there with that cop. Man up and go beat her up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get fucked, like, shit lord. No cop's gonna take that seriously, especially in the '80s. Yeah, just <laughs> maybe now, maybe now. <laughs> um. No, I'm enjoying this show immensely. I'm letting it sit because I don't want to just jump into season two. I want to have thought out a few things before I immediately go and watch season two. You want to ruminate. Ruminate. You want to muse about the inner workings of Stranger Things season one. Well, not really. Yeah. Also, hey, fun fact. Stephen King uh, watched Stranger Things season two and was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is dope. Cool. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is a documentary series. Okay. Yeah, I just know that some people think those are boring. Um, it's called Weird Wonders of the World. And every episode they cover, like, I think, like, four or five different, like, weird oddities in the world. Like, they've explained the science behind underwater lakes and fire-nados and... God, there's been so much shit I can't actually remember all of what I got from this show and what I've gotten from other shows. Okay, I thought... Um, okay, when you, when, you talked, when you started talking about it, I thought it was going to be some, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not shit. No, no. It's a, it's a scientific documentary show. Um, They spend, like, a good chunk... Just go like there wasn't there was a chunk of an episode dedicated to like researching a spider that built a nest for its egg that had a white picket fence. 
and I looked at this and I said, this is impossible. There's, this was made by someone. And nope, <laughs> it was made by a little spider. <laughs> and I was imagining was- some spiders just like sitting around a table like Norman Rockwell style. <laughs> it was a cute little spider too. <laughs> Which is odd for me. Yeah, spiders are fucking terrifying. Yeah, I hate spiders. They are the worst. Um, Which is weird, because I just built a character who rides around a giant robot spider. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. He has a gun. Uh, they uh, They did a bit on why a specific species of Norwe of like lemmings, like Norwegian lemmings <laughs> have the balls to not not only have the balls to chase off cats, but will actively chase off cats and go, You wanna go, bro? You wanna go? <laughs> so the Nor- and they like they scare the cat off. So what you're saying is Norway has the most metal lemmings. Yeah, actually. Um They chase those cats off fucking cliffs. Just dead all the lemmings just going off and killing themselves, they just murder. Um, they did an episode about how a rock exploded. Was like, it a big rock? It was a huge rock, and there was nothing that was, like, volatile. No volatile chemicals involved. It was just a rock, and it exploded. <laughs> and this explosion went on for a couple of days. Like, I highly recommend this series. Um, it's... It's it's they explain why the um ah oh fuck that flower that smells like dead people smells like dead people they explain why that is this is a, if you like weird shit and like learning this is a good show for you I was not aware that there was a flower that smelled like me <laughs> there is a flower that smells like you and let me see if i can find the episode oh good they mentioned it uh the titan aurum the titan aurum is the name of the flower well that sounds fucking metal <laughs> it is a big flower um does it got, but yeah does, if you... does it got thorns no it's just got a big erect cock and um <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Google an image and show you because it, it 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 looks like a penis coming out of a vagina in my opinion. Okay, um, okay. it will be great when we see this image and I'm like fucking I'm like what and it's just like what do you think a dick looks like? <laughs> Probably, but like it's like I'm pretty sure that's not a dick. Like you might be looking at your foot. <laughs> Uh, God damn it. Sorry about the rumbling outside. I have my window open because fuck you, it's hot in here. Like, if. Well, while we're waiting, I'll talk about the weather a bit because I'm so fucking interesting. But, like, there was a. Okay, it looks more like a penis coming out of a distended asshole, but. You get my point. <laughs> What? Okay, so first off, I think your dick looks weird. <laughs> well, I'm not clipped. And second off, I've seen some things that that looks like. <laughs> Thank you for making me relive them, caveman. 
<laughs> um. Yeah, I absolutely love shows like this. Um, if you like learning, uh, this show is absolutely perfect because you'll be learning a new weird fact every five minutes. Like, I learned how undersea lakes form. Like, lakes that are formed underwater. Water underwater. I learned how that happens today. Yeah, it's because Zordon's there. <laughs> no. That'd be cool <laughs> as fuck. But no, it's just because um, those bodies of water have a much higher salt density. So the water is heavier than the water above it and stays in this kind of pool. Okay, so it's the Dead Sea underneath a different sea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating. Um. So so what you're saying is, if I want to be a Power Ranger, I gotta get mad salty. Well, you're already pretty salty, aren't you? And yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I do need to, I do need to get more calcium. I learned how scientists are trying to like fi- like refine gold mining so that you don't have to level an entire forest to get a tiny vein. Like they found tiny traces of gold in the leaves of trees, and by using that, they can pinpoint using all of the trees in the area where the largest concentration of gold in the area is and mine there. So instead of leveling an entire forest to make your uh, wedding band or whatever, they can take down just a couple dozen trees, dig down, and find gold. This shit is amazing to me. It, I love, I love shit like this, and I spend way too much time watching shit like this. I could have um, told. I I could have gathered that. How many documentaries have I talked about for this show? Uh, not many, but based on the conversations we've had. Yeah, I, I love, I love, I love learning. <laughs> like, if I really wanted to be boring, I could talk about forensic files again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really gotta uh, watch that and ruins everything. They need to put it on Netflix or Hulu. They won't. It's available on TrueTV.com. If it's available for cable free for? on TrueDB.com, then the fuck them. Um, yeah. like, hey, like, so hey, the final have, thing... Okay, like, hey, do you have a cable package that includes this channel? No? Go fuck yourself. Now, I do want to say two things. One, I know the new season of The Great British Baking Show is out. I'm <laughs> going to watch it. I am working my way through it, but I don't want to talk about it until I'm finished it. Because it's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> and then the final thing that I... Ha- the final show that I actually watched that I want to talk about is... A show by the name of Kulapari, an island of an army of frogs. And it shocked the fuck out of me. Okay. When I first when I when I saw the trailer and then started watching the first episode, I was like, great, this is a paint by number kids animal adventure show. Oh right, this fucking thing. Yeah. There's one problem with the paint by number kids animal adventure show. They kind of say fuck that noise, like, by episode two. <laughs> like, they set up a bunch of the tropes, and then are like, yeah, no, we're not really going to follow through with the tropes. 
it was so good. Huh. Like, the main character never receives the power that he has sought for so long. And instead just accepts that he is who he is and has to be a hero in his own way. Which is fucking awesome! (laughs) It's also got a kind of fucking dope as hell voice cast. Like, you're cutting out. I'm pretty sure one of them is Mark Hamill. Yeah, so we got Josh Keaton, Phil Lamar, Keith David. Charlie Adler, Wendy Malick, Mark Hamill, Cree Summers, Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, this voice cast is no fucking joke. Lacey Chabert. They, they don't just they don't sit by with it either. Like they don't sit by with it. Like they aren't like And I am Mark Hamill playing this character. Woo, look at the emotion I bring to the screen. No, they fucking deliver. <laughs> yeah, of course they do, because these guys are fucking professionals. Yeah, but I could understand if they were like, eh, I'm just getting paid for this shit. Dude, but come no, on. No, this, this show, no, seriously. It, I, if I had read that first script, I would have been like, okay, paint by numbers, huh? How about act by numbers? Yeah, and then on, like dude, halfway geez. through the first episode, it's like, yeah, no, we're not doing that paint by numbers bullshit. <laughs> it's so good. Also, kind of a funny thing. So this show is based off of a book series written by a former NFL defensive end. Yep, and he pushed he like he funded this show. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like he's one of like three backers, I think. Yeah, it is It is for anybody out there who knows about football. Uh this show was this show was based on a series of children's books or a series of novels uh written by Trevor Price, formerly of the Denver Broncos. And the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Jets. Let's just say that I know him better for writing. <laughs> yeah, because like this is the actual fucking thing. Yeah. This show is dynamite. And I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say who. But they kill off a pretty major side character pretty early on. And I'm very happy about it. Not because they killed him, but because it doesn't look like they're going to bring him back. It looks like he's dead and he's just going to stay dead. And I'm very happy about that because I love it when a show is willing to kill someone. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, whoa, dark as fuck cave, man, for everyone out there who's watching. But no, man, death needs to have consequence. Yeah, that's why I, I, I love. I love when I when a character stays dead because fuck, he's dead. Yeah. We have to deal with that. And other characters have to deal with that shit. Like, it's not a just, oh, he's dead. No, there are, I don't blame you. I blame the asshole who's responsible for his death. You were just doing what you were supposed to. And the main character has to deal with the emotional trauma and the side characters. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, the only problem I have with it is skills wise for combat our characters have nowhere to go okay um and i said this when i was watching the first episode um our uh, our lead daryl <laughs> yeah um, i was gonna say we let's say we have this fucking massive fantasy story about fucking frogmen with their fucking magic powers and the lead guy's named daryl yeah 
our lead Daryl, uh, is the best martial artist in his village. And while normally I'd be like, oh, just the best in his village, his village's martial artists suck. No, this motherfucker was trained by their legendary warrior class, <laughs> which are the Kulapari. <sighs> like, he was trained by one of their best Kulapari warriors who survived to retirement. And anyone who knows fantasy stories knows that an adventurer surviving to retirement is fucking amazing. Yeah. Also, this is just something else just kind of like out of it. But the leader of the Kulapari, the show, is voiced by Wacko from Animaniacs. <laughs> Seriously? Yep. You didn't know that. Jess Harnell. Oh, that is... Yeah, Jess Harnell is the voice of Bernu, the current leader of the Kulapari 4. And he was the who voice. Who seems like he seems like an asshole at first, but he he actually becomes a decent character as he goes on. Yep, and so he was the voice of Wacko Warner in Animaniacs, Ironhide and Barricade in the Transformers film series, uh, Chili in Doc McStuffins, and Crash Bandicoot hmm. in Crash Bandicoot. Okay. He's also the announcer of America's Funniest Home Videos. This shit's weird. Just every fucking time I find out who's the announcer of like some fucking TV show, it always gets weird. Like I think one of the Backstreet Boys, like a member of NSYNC, is the fucking announcer for goddamn Price is Right. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, I'm going to double check that to make sure I'm not fucking blowing that out my butthole. But no, um, I'm I, – I, this is me ranting and raving because I can't really – you know, I, I'm not good at that like other people. Um I I even liked the goofball sidekick because he's not useless. <laughs> I he's a competent fucking fighter. Even when he gets early. Gay man should be back soon. Even when he gets captured. There we go. He fucking leaves. I, I, I noticed that it dropped and I just waited. He leaves a fucking trail. <laughs> he leaves a trail to himself and then is essential in escape in helping him in escape. He doesn't just, oh, I'm so useless. Save me. Save me, Daryl. <laughs> He's like, again, the fact that he's named fucking Daryl. <laughs> I kept I kept ignoring that throughout the series, but now I have to use his name. <laughs> like the other people are named like cool, like weird African-sounding names, and then you got Daryl. Yeah. Also, uh, so I just wanted to clarify. So I was wrong about I was wrong about him being the announcer for um for uh, Price is Right. It was actually Joey Fatone of InSync who was the announcer for the goddamn Family Feud from 2010 to 2015. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta process that. This shit gets weird, dude. Yeah. Yeah, they have names like Bernu and Ponto and Cora and Kura and Tharta and, Th and Thuma and Teepee and Daryl. And Mamu. Yes. The Lord great Mamu. Who is surprisingly competent? Voiced by my fucking Keith David. Yeah. Oh, man, he is so good. Um... And he's like a scorpion? He is a scorpion. He leads the scorpion army. 
um, and he unified the Scorpion army under his banner before he destri- decided to try and take the Amphibolands. Oh, yeah, this dude looks metal. Yeah, he's so badass. Um, um, and, he, and he's in this fucking... He's in the Frogman show. Just, that is... That is the part that gets you, isn't it? That is the sticking point. That is point. the part that gets Like, I started watching this like, oh, it'll be like Redwall. And fuck, ah, oh, it's, as, it's as good as Redwall, but it goes a different direction. Oh my god, does it go a different direction. This guy knows how to write. <laughs> like, that is all I can fucking say. Like, this guy knows how to write. I want to read these books now. That's how good this show was. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's based on the book series An Army of Frogs. Just that's what it's called. Just An Army of Frogs. And another thing that I like is like like they do the early, oh, there's a female character, this is going to be the romance thing, and then completely drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Like she goes and gets interested in another dude. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I like that. <laughs> and there's prophecies and shit, but the prophecies aren't like, and the one who does blah 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 will blah and blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, no, I just need to tell you something so you can try and you know save your people. I don't care who does it. Like you, I wanted you, but I'll tell the turtle. If I have to, you go do your thing. I'll tell the turtle. We cool. Oh, I fucking love that. I just love just these really, I I fucking love, uh, um, like very, very loose prophecies. And like, just the people who deliver them just like, do not care. Oh no, they care. The prophecies are fucking pivotal, but it's like at one point, um, Daryl is about to receive a prophecy (laughs) and (laughs) stop laughing at the name. I've got to get through this. Oh, there's a laughing at that name. Daryl is about to receive a prophecy and suddenly he becomes aware of the fact that his friends are being killed. So he's like, I gotta go. And the spirit's like, go, go, I'll be here. Go. (laughs) No, stop. Come back. It's, it's not a, you must receive the prophecy or the world shall end like fucking Yoda. Fuck you, Yoda. I can come back. (laughs) Mm, you must learn oh no sorry learn you must no you know, you guys are like you know yeah go do your shit i'll be right here just fucking hit me up like the next day or two you know what? come with me fucking come with me yoda mm, that you. i cannot do fuck you yoda <laughs> terrible da- terrible ass teacher be a force ghost i must well then come with me that way <laughs> you can appear to me as a force ghost and teach me that way i <laughs> okay look fuck you dude <laughs> I was I was happy living out here during my fucking retirement. You're like, oh no, you gotta fucking teach me. Fuck you, dude. Mm. Or whatever. Uh, I got a man's hand up my ass. Fuck you. I got no time for your shit. <laughs> Let's see what else. Oh, Jara the Spider Queen. She is the only problem I have with the show. Okay. And my problem with her is very simple. In that. She desperately wants revenge on the Turtle King because he was her teacher and then he did something she didn't like. I don't know exactly what. Okay. Um, and Marmu comes to her 
and offers her a portion of the Amphibolands in exchange for her help in destroying the barrier. And she does the stupid villain thing. I don't want your Amphibolands. I just want the Turtle King. Instead of saying, I'll take the Amphibolands and you'll kill the Turtle King for me. Like, that's the smart option. She yeah. goes with the, I'm going to make my things even harder on myself. But she then turns it around and is like, oh, fuck you. I'm so much stronger than you. You're my puppet. Until she loses her temper and, well, <laughs> gets killed. I'm pretty sure she's dead anyway. Like, she she does the stupidest thing she could possibly do. Um... And another thing, arguably, Marmu wins at one point. Like he just hands down wins. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, so we lost that battle. We've got a backup. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 and people are upset about losing, but they're like, we got a backup plan. We'll make yeah, it. Yeah, it's like and losses are losses are a thing. It's a war. I, I love this show. Um, I'm waiting with bated breath for season two. Yep. Which um, that, which has been renewed for. Yeah, it has been renewed for a season two. Um, it ends at a good point for season one, though. So, um, like, ugh, just got to wait for the announcement. And I'm just going to say this for anyone who's Googling it. There were some legal issues surrounding who was going to be a show and whatnot. And it actually went to court, but it's still going to get another season. Like, yeah. they've stated they're still going to do another season. So, season if you're Googling it. Okay. And I'm just going to say this. All of this shit is on Netflix. Yes, this is a Netflix original Watch it, series. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Watch it, motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't steal my bit. I can, because you haven't watched it, so go watch it. <laughs> you watch Kulapari, I'll watch Stranger Things Season 2, we'll come back in two weeks, you'll be shitting yourself with glee over Kulapari, and I'll be shitting myself with glee over Stranger Things. Seems fair. Alright, so anything else you watching then? Um, You're lucky I watched anything, because I've got video games. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. So yeah, uh, for me, so I saw Thor Ragnarok. I need to see that. That's all right. I might go see that for my birthday. It's kind of all I got to say about it. Like, it's, it's a movie that doesn't know what it wants to be. Who's the chick? The Valkyrie? The black chick. Uh, yeah, she's uh, Tessa Thompson, I want to say. Okay. She was in Creed. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to know if she was an original character of the movie or if they, you know, were nope, using she's, reference material. she's Valkyrie. Cool. From the like, Once you said Valkyrie, I was like, oh, she's Valkyrie. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, Tessa Thompson. Oh, she was in Veronica Mars. Cool. So, yeah. Neat. The more you know. Yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, uh, the movie is kind of confused about what it, about what it wants to be, mainly because Marvel seems confused about what it wants the about what it wants Asgard to be. Because like, in the comics, it is very much just, hey, Asgard is Asgard. You know all those fucking myths and shit. Yeah, that's it. Magic, fucking, we got that shit. Fucking Thor rides around the goddamn universe in a fucking chariot pulled by two magic goats. That is just straight up how that shit works. And, like, the hammer is important. He needs the hammer in order to have, like, the fucking lightning powers and shit. And that was established in the fucking first Thor movie. But then just, nope, fuck it. We, fuck you. No, um, you're wrong. (laughs) Okay, how am I wrong? Um, the enchantment on the hammer said he, hammer. Uh, if he be worthy, will ha- have all the powers of Thor. His powers were locked away until he was worthy of wielding the hammer. Once he was worthy of wielding the hammers, his ham- his powers were unlocked again. However, I don't know if he has a psych- psychological block saying that he needs the hammer. Anyone who wields the hammer will gain access to the powers. But specifically, Thor has access to his powers. It's one of the reasons why... I can't remember his name, but the horse Thor uh, had Ray access Bill? to, th- yeah, Beta Ray Bill had access to his powers after he gave up Thor's hammer and got a new hammer. Also, fuck you. They've established in the comics that when he doesn't have the hammer, he doesn't have the powers. Just straight up psychological block. I'm nope, certain that it's a psychological I am, block. I'm 100 positive that it is fucking magic. He, the uh, he has the hammer. He has the hammer. Has the powers. Doesn't have the hammer. Doesn't have the powers. He still has. He still has. Like, and when I say he doesn't have the powers, I mean he doesn't have the lightning powers. He still has every power of the fucking Asgardians, which is being stronger than everything. Almost as strong as the Hulk. All practically indestructible. The ability to gain ridiculous amounts of power as you age because you don't die. Yep, that is one of my favorite moments from. Ah. Uh, it's one of the Avengers shows, but it wasn't like it, it was the one in which they go up against um, Thanos. Earth's with the Mightiest Kong. Heroes? It might be Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but I don't think it's Earth's Mightiest Heroes. <sighs> Either way. But they're, they're going up against Thanos, and in this scene, it's like we figured out a way to beat one of the Infinity Symbol, Infinity Gems each. So let's see you try and beat us. And, like, he uses the age gem, and Thor's just like, fuck you, all of the powers of Odin, bitch. Yep, all father motherfucker. I loved it. (laughs) That that scene still sits in my head, and it's so good. But, yeah. So... But like in like I said in the comics, like it is very much a defined aesthetic. It is yo they magic. In this, everybody talks, well tries to talk like they are you know fucking old timey English people, and they fucking and they fucking have the aesthetic of old timey of fucking like magic and whatever, and they do all that magic shit. But then it's also like, yeah, I'm an Asgardian speaking like an Asgardian, hanging out with the fucking rock man in space who's talking like a person from New Zealand. And it's just I can't I can't fucking, mimic a New Zealand accent, otherwise I would totally just start talking about Power Rangers. Yeah, and it's this this fucking very it's this fucking disconnect I have in my head of just just like 
you motherfucker. You start you start the shit out as like fucking it was very basic. It was like it was like yes, it was like yes, all that shit that you know about Asgardians is a thing, but it's actually science, not magic. But still, it was like it, it was like removed enough from the rest of everything that they would that were they were able to like actually that they were able to have that still work. It was like yeah, they aren't explaining like yeah, like everything has a fucking science scientific explanation, but. The fucking rainbow bridge just still looks like a goddamn rainbow bridge, even though it's technically an Eisen, Eisenstein Rosen bridge or whatever the fuck it's called. But now it is, but now like any kind of like separation between church and science fiction has been fully removed, and it is now people kind of talking like Asgardians, doing the fucking Asgardian shit with swords and what have you. While everybody else has fucking like space lasers and shit, and they are interacting with each other in a way that doesn't make a lot of fucking sense to me. So you, what you're saying is your um, suspension of disbelief is starting to get challenged by the fact that they aren't really following their own internal logic. No, that's the thing. They are following their own internal logic. It's, the, it's just their own internal logic is fucking stupid. <laughs> Like the internal logic is the 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 the, the, the fucking Norse gods that live in Asgard are not gods; they're aliens. Yeah, and you have a problem with that? Yes, because it just it is. I fuck all of this goddamn fucking like magic shit. Like they go they go and meet fucking Surtur, this fucking fire demon creature. Who is who has like this fucking army of fucking goblins and whatever? Who is going to fucking go to Asgard, put his crown in the eternal flame, and then grow giant sized and destroy creation? And then that story is the same story where where fucking Thor gets a taser chip put in his neck and it's put into a gladiatorial arena in space to fight the Hulk for the for the fucking the fucking entertainment of Jeff Goldblum. Well, you just ruined the movie for me. Because Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Wait, how did you not know, <laughs> how did you not know Jeff Goldblum? I was, was making that? a joke. I was making a joke. Okay? okay? It was a joke. It was a very bad joke. Yeah, I know. I'm tired and depressed. Forgive <laughs> me. Uh, yeah, like, and the story, and story-wise, it is very... It's very all over the place. Like this is this is one of the few movies in the Marvel universe that doesn't have a bathos problem. Bathos? Yeah, I I learned it watching a YouTube video about the problem with Marvel movies. But bathos is is essentially a, an emotional anticlimax. Like think about all the Marvel movies. Where like where like like all, all the all the like fun Marvel movies or whatever or like even the fucking like something like Doctor Strange where there's a very where there is a very serious moment happening like something bad just happened to the hero or something happened to the hero that cemented their mindset or cemented what they're gonna do next and so then they have the fucking hero moment of like yeah we're gonna fucking do this do this and it's all very serious and it's immediately undercut by something happening like in Doctor Strange so yeah where he decides I'm gonna beat this asshole. And then he uses the power game save. No. 
it is it is after the ancient one dies and he's like oh god i need to go do this thing and he's like he's like on the verge of crying there's some tears rolling down his face and he like puts on his cape finally accepting his role as sorcerer supreme and just staring at himself in the mirror like yes i'm gonna do this this is who you are this is who you have meant this is who you are meant to be and then his cape fucking wipes away a tear from his eyes like no fucking stop god damn you ruin the moment something like that something where there's a very clear emotional buildup and we got to get to this the thing. The payoff of like, is. Yeah, and the payoff is immediately undercut by the fact that something stupid happens for the sake of a joke. In this one, though, Odin fucking dies and they let that sit. Like Odin is like, like fucking Thor and like Thor and like, so, so Thor kind of go, Thor goes back to Asgard. I and, need a moment, please. Okay. Uh, can I? They killed Odin. Well, killed. He turned to dust, but like magic dust. Also, I don't feel like this is a spoiler because it happens literally in the first ten minutes. It's not, but I'm still processing it. But yeah, so like, so like, if you remember at the end of Thor two, you might not remember it because that was a very boring movie. But in the end of Thor 2, it was revealed that Loki has disguised himself as Odin and is now living as the fucking head of – as the king of Asgard. As you do. Yeah. In this, um, he has started writing plays about the previous movies and specifically exaggerating his role as a hero in it and the emotional response that Thor has to watching him die. There is a point where we get to see a person dressed up like Thor and watch a very puffy Matt Damon dressed up as Loki act out Loki dying at the end of Thor 2. Okay. That's actually kind of awesome. Yeah, um, at which point um, Thor grabs Loki Odin by the back of the head, throws his hammer out, and then calls the hammer back to the hand that is directly in front of Odin's head. That, that like, directly but, behind Odin's head? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, fuck, Loki is Odin. What? Oh, and everyone's like, oh, my gourd. So they go to, so they go to fucking find Odin. Where they are kind of, where they're, where they are then immediately fucking intercepted by Doctor Strange. In a very good scene, which I'm pretty sure is all done like in camera. Okay. I always approve of that. Yeah, but then they go to Norway, where they see Odin. Odin's like, hey, I love you, both of my sons. Providing some emotional fucking pathos for both of them. And then he fucking turns into fairy dust and flies off into the fucking ether. Thor gets pissed, saying, hey, this is your fault, Loki. And then Hela shows up. And it is a, it is a very... Like, like I said, it has... It gives it a beat. It gives it a moment for like, oh, these guys are sad their dad is dead. It isn't just he turns to fucking he turns to fucking like Goldschlager or whatever, and then Loki's like, "Well, cracking a joke about gold," and it's none of that. It is just both of them are sad for a bit. Well, now he matches his armor. Yeah, exactly. It's none of that. It is. It is their dad fucking joins the life stream, and then Loki and Thor are both sad on a cliffside for a bit. I was like, oh, shit, wait, this is actually a fucking moment. Okay. And then Hela shows up. 
and then like that it's almost two different movies. Okay, actually, it's, I have heard that about. This. Okay, actually, it's like it's like a movie and a half. Yeah, one movie and then a different half of another movie. Where we got fucking Thor off on Junk Planet fighting for Jeff Goldblum or whatever. And Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldbluming it the fuck up. Whether that is good or bad, for you to decide. And then and then just it will randomly cut back to Hella being evil to people. Just no real rhyme or reason to it, just it's like, hey, it's been like what, ten minutes since we saw Hella? How about a scene with her and Carl Urban? Because Carl Urban is in this as an Asgardian with two M16s. See, I can believe that. I can believe an Asgardian would want to, like, upgrade. Like, guns are cool. Yeah. Their names are Des and Troy. Because when you put them together, they destroy. Lame. (laughs) Carl Urban's a bit of – Carl Urban's a joke. His character is a joke. Even though he's supposed to have this fucking, like, emotional arc where he – where he like has the, where he takes he like he took over he took over Heimdall's job as the guardian of the Bifrost. Then he then he abandoned that job to go support Hela. Then he turned on Hela. This all happens in fucking split seconds with no real understanding of his character or his motivations or his wants or desires or even what he actually fucking sounds like regularly because the only time we've heard him talk is with a very is with a very Carl Urban ass accent and and just kind of in weird st- I I don't even fucking know what I'm saying anymore. I don't get Scourge. I don't get Carl Urban's character in this. <sighs> yeah, like the movie is very funny. Like it, like Taika Waititi. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I apologize to him personally. Um, it, I know it's very immature to laugh at someone's name, but <laughs> Taika Waititi. <laughs> I'm, g- I'm gonna I'm gonna double check to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> it sounds like take on my titty or something. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I'm double. Oh, I'm so immature. Oh, also, I just as I'm looking up a thing, fucking learning how to say his name. Uh, there are just straight up shots in this movie that there are straight up there are straight up shots in the trailer for this movie that are just straight bold face lies. Like uh, in like in the trailer that they in the fucking trailer. Uh, like when Hella destroys Thor's hammer, they're in a they're in an alleyway in a city. Whereas where, where, where they actually are are on the fjords of Norway, with no buildings around for miles. Anyway, yeah, Taika Waititi, he's a he's a very funny director. He's able to do comedy very well, and I've heard fucking amazing things about what we do in the shadows. And the comedy in this works. It just undercuts everything that it does or that it tries to set up. Like, like there's a character beat in this where like the Hulk has not turned back into being Bruce Banner in years. 
Like basically. So sit- what is the movie? Does the movie universe take place in real time? Kind of. I like the, the, the movies haven't done a great job of, like explaining how time works. <laughs> but let's say, for sake of argument, that it takes place in something resembling real time. Basically, since the last since the last since of the Avengers two, that was the last time anybody saw the Hulk. And in that time, he go to sleep, 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 go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. And in that time, he has been like, like since, like since we last saw him in Age of Ultron, that was the last time anybody saw him. And since then, he's been in space on this planet fighting as the Hulk, never turning back into Bruce Banner. So then when he does turn back because of a video recording of Black Widow. Uh, he is afraid that if he ever turns back into the Hulk, he will never become Bruce Banner again. And it is like a genuine, like fucking horror thing for him. And then they do nothing about it. And at the end, it's a joke. Just fucking, he jumps out of a plane and then as he lands, he just fucking crumples into Bruce Banner body. Just doesn't even turn to the Hulk like you like you would expect him to do. He just fucking lands on the Rainbow Bridge as a broken pile of man bits. And then turns into the Hulk and everything's fine. Everybody's like, yeah, fucking Hulk. Woo! I like it when he smashes things. He's going to fight a wolf underwater. Which, like, fuck, yeah, it's cool, but it is cool things and funny things. <clears throat> At the expense of an actual story. Yeah, it really sounds to me like they missed. Yeah, like this is. Like, even with me saying all this, this is still, I think, the best Thor movie. Because, like, the first Thor movie was. The first Thor movie was like what I expect out of a Thor movie, but, and they did about as well as they could. It wasn't terrific, but it wasn't, but it wasn't Iron Man three bad. I really don't like they Iron just Man three through. They just, yeah. Iron Man three was by and large the worst one. And yeah. I think Iron Man two, like, it's been a while since I've seen them, but in my in my preferred order, it is Iron Man two, Iron Man one, um, Iron Man three, and Iron Man three is so far down that it's not even on my DVD shelf anymore. In my preferred order, it is Iron Man one, way below that Iron Man two, way below that Iron Man three. Yeah, I did. Let me explain this to you, uh, for everyone watching. I loved the Iron Man movies. If I were to steal a superhero's life, it would be Iron Man's. Because then I'd have all of the money and a super cool robot suit. And like, but I did not buy Iron Man. Paltrow. I did not buy Iron Man 3. Yeah, I bought Iron fair. Man 1 and 2. The day they released on DVD, I bought those. I did not buy Iron Man 3. Yeah. That is how I feel about Iron Man 3. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> but... 
yeah, like like Thor one was as good as you could expect a Thor movie to be, with it being a straight up Thor movie. Thor two is so boring. I don't even know if I can count it as a movie. Like, like, like the only things I the only things I'm able to remember about that movie are be, like the only things I'm able to remember that mo- remember about that movie are because of things outside of the movie. You mean the um, Agents of Shield episode? <laughs> no, because the Agents of Shield episode was a trailer for Thor: The Dark World, and then them saying, "Man, why couldn't the Asgardians stay around to clean up after their mess?" That was a fucking terrible episode. Yeah, it really was. Remember when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fucking sucked? Yeah, I do. And then it got, and I really need to get back into And then it got again. weirdly good. Like, just kind of yeah, all I of a really sudden. I need to get back to watching it, because it's, like, supposed to be really good now. Oh, yeah, last season was fucking great. Yeah. I also love that they've actually, like... Like admitted to the life model decoys and shit. Yeah. Um, because they're one of my favorite like methods that Marvel has for killing characters off, <laughs> but not really killing them off. They they don't they don't have them for that purpose yet. It's more like Cylons. Yeah, but they're introduced, which means they can use them at any point. Yeah. Except for the Odin thing, because Odin's already dead. Yeah. He's fucking dust in the wind. All we are don't, is dust don't, in the don't, 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 don't. Do you want to get sued? I didn't sing that much. <laughs> yeah, don't take much. I didn't sing much. It's got to be like 30 seconds. Nope, that is, not a, that is not a rule ever enforced. And also, we host these things in fucking Germany where there are no fair use laws. Oh. Well, sorry. <laughs> God damn it, caveman. Sorry. But yeah, uh, Thor Ragnarok is... Bit of a mess. Like a fun mess, but it's a mess. a mess. Like if you go in this looking at looking at it as like a comedy, it kind of works. Because like the jokes are funny. That's what I that's how I looked at the first Thor movie, and I tried to look at the second Thor movie like that, but <laughs> it did not the second Thor movie did not lend its being a comedy at all. I do not remember much about the second Thor movie. All I remember is it is dour as fuck. It is dour as fuck. I went into it like, oh, it's going to be another fun action Thor movie. And then Loki no. stabs his mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Christ. I just, I, I just half remembered that. I'm pretty sure Loki stabs his mother. I mean, I, I remember sure that. Loki's the reason that his mom's dead. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm near 100% certain about that. Because that's a very Loki thing to do. Anyway, yeah, I this movie is I don't know, man. I don't even know what the fuck a Marvel movie is anymore. I'm going to score at least to 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think <laughs> it's at like a, I think it's at like a fucking 90 right now. Let me double check. The worst Marvel movies Still do well enough that I'm going to be like, eh, it's okay. Yep, it's at a 93. 
the worst Marvel movies still do like put themselves together well enough that I'm like, eh, I might watch it. I'll wait for it to come on Netflix. I'm actually curious. The though. best DC movies get that reaction from me now. Like the only reason I saw Wonder Woman was like female solidarity, and then I was very glad I did see. Imagine <laughs> I'm just looking up like the worst Marvel stuff. No, like you got to take into account the whole after a certain point thing. Yeah, but like so Thor, so Thor of the Dark World currently has a sixty-six percent. Mm-hmm. I'm Iron- not surprised by that. Iron Man three is at a seventy-nine. Oh, Iron Man 3 is far worse than Thor The Dark World. Iron Man 2 is at a 73. Iron Man 2 is way better than Iron Man 3. And then Iron Fist is at 17. Yeah, I forgot about Iron Fist. I wonder what what the Defenders got. Just let me give a long drag on my orange crush. So the Defenders is at a 74. But then, hey, else coming out this week? I believe the day we post this. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, two days before the day we post this, um, pretty sure it's the 15th, The Punisher's coming out. I need to actually catch up on dead, um, Daredevil. Daredevil. Yes, Daredevil. I'm, basically, if it's a Marvel TV show, I need to catch up on it. I, I still really... need to finish Jessica Jones. I need to watch... Um, the Defenders, I need to watch Luke Cage. And... <laughs> Poor Luke Cage. <laughs> the Defenders and Luke Cage are, like, if you're really interested, you could, you probably get, you probably get something out of Luke Cage. The Defenders, nah. The Defenders is super underwhelming and kind and not worth watching. Anyway, speaking of not worth watching, The Flash. The Flash was not worth watching for an entire season. And I was like, hey, this looks like not fucking dour as hell and Arrow is bullshit. So let's fucking check out the next season. So I started watching season four and hey, it's not terrible. In fact, I would say it's pretty all right. Which is better okay, than The then. Flash has been in, like, a fucking whole year. So, fuck it. I'll take it. I'm still waiting for the new seasons of Le- Le- new season of Legends of Tomorrow to drop on Netflix. It is so good. You could, It is so good, dude. Oh, I want it. <laughs> Damien Dark is back. I want it. It's so good. As SpongeBob said, I need it. And there's an episode where a horribly acted younger version of Ray Palmer has an E.T. adventure with a baby Dominator. What? That results in him dying. Uh-oh. Yeah, so they have to fucking go back. And t- uh, yeah, the whole episode is, re- is, is Ray Palmer just disappears. So they have to go back in time after they discover that he gets fucking, that he's get found dead in the 80s. So it goes back to the 80s where he has a fucking baby Dominator living under his bed. And that baby is super into dancing in the rain. Dancing. Nope. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> I'm feeling musical. Stop referencing songs. Uh, yeah. And there's an episode where just fucking they go back to fucking Victorian London 
to hunt down a fucking vampire. Stop making me want to download the CW app. And motherfucking, it, it turns out, Mick, super into vampires. Eh, I can buy that. He spends the entire movie, he spends the entire episode with glasses on reading Bram Stoker's Dracula. I can buy that. Because that seems like the kind of thing they'd write for Mick. Yeah, like, like there, there's a point where they, there's a point where like uh, Rip, he like fucking locks, like, so Rip is kind of going insane. He is trying to track down Malice, or Mollus, the big bad for the season, who was just announced will be voiced by John Noble. From Fringe. And Batman the Arkham Knight as the voice of Scarecrow. So, hey, we got fucking that going. That's good voice talent. Yeah, especially for a fucking big bad. But yeah, it's like he, as like, Rip is like fucking super into hunting this dude down. And so he actually locks all the legends inside the Wave Rider as he goes out to fucking do this shit. And so in order to get out, they have to fucking fire missiles at their own cargo bay. And as they're doing it, they're just like, there's like counting down. It's like, and Mick's just sitting there reading like, I got three pages left. <laughs> I love Rip. I, 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 sorry, I love Mick. So I, love, I love the entire team. I love the entire team. Yeah, the team's great. It's a shame. It's a shame Martin Stein's gonna be leaving this season. I hope it's because like he's he's old and needs to replace uh, himself with another like fire, not just because you know. Oh, he's dead. No, actually, uh, the story reason seems to be he's gonna go back home and be a grandpa. So who's gonna make up the other half of Firestorm? Is my question. Who the fuck knows? Maybe it'll be that Asian girl. Ooh, maybe it'll be his daughter and that'll be hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, you know that the smart side, like the, like the science side that does all the fucking equations and shit, they're on the inside, right? Yeah, that's true. It doesn't mean it can't, can't be hot. I mean, she could make sex jokes all the time. It's possible. She won't because yeah, I've no, seen her won't. character. Yeah, I know, but I can hope. I would just like to point out something. Legends got me interested in Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like Legends is the whole reason I'm watching Supergirl right now. Though I haven't watched it in a while because, well, you'll find out during the game's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Watch season three of Supergirl 2, and that is... Things are happening there. Like, interesting, heavy things. Like, so Maggie and Alex broke up. I don't know who those people are. Okay, yeah, Alex is Supergirl's sister. Oh, yeah. Who's Maggie? Maggie is um Alex's cop girlfriend. And okay, that's hot. former cop fiance. <laughs> that's hot. <laughs> and for those who read the comics, uh, you'll know that Maggie was also Batwoman's fiance before DC fired the people writing that storyline and had and had a uh, Batwoman and Maggie break up so Batwoman could fuck a vampire. These are the things DC editorial let happen. Among apparently other things, but we'll get into that in the comics podcast, or you've already gotten into it in the comics podcast, because like just fuck, goddamn it. Fuck you, Eddie. Anyway, on topic, less depressing topic. <laughs> well, kind of depressing topic, given what's gonna be happening, given what we're gonna be talking about later. Anyway, uh, so 
Um, Supergirl, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they've been building up this. They've been fucking having this relationship since season two. It has been a very well defined relationship. Like it has had problems and stuff, but it has been very much like this is a serious relationship that we are putting a lot of effort into. And they broke it up for a weirdly mature reason. Yeah, so Maggie, she didn't want kids. Alex, she really wanted kids. And still does. Neither of them were willing to bend on this. So they broke up. In as amicable a way people can break up who are who are engaged can. And now the episode nice. that is airing on the night we're recording this is about Kara and Alex going back to their fucking mom's place. And it's also a bunch of flashback shit about them as kids. Has Alex come out to their mother? Yes. She came okay, out last season. So that's, that's not going to be a thing. Good no, to know. no. Last season it was like – last season it was Alex realizing that she is gay and then revealing it to fucking Kara and then the two of them show, and the two of them saying it to her, to her mom and her mom's like, oh, sweetie, I understand that you're nervous about this shit, but like don't worry. We cool. It's the fucking present. I'm not a monster. We won't fit into, you know, classical ideas. It's like, yo, your sister is an adopted alien. I'm pretty sure I'm cool with you being gay. But yeah, meanwhile, Maggie's family, super old school about her being gay. Like when it like in in her backstory, when her dad found out that she was gay, her dad packed her a bag of fucking clothes and shit and then dropped her off at her relatives and just never looked back. Because, you know, Maggie's dad's a monster. I just have something to say to all parents who are, like, dealing with a gay child. They're still your child. Yes. They are a human being. I don't care what your religion says. If it says that you have to hate another person, and that person is your child, you need to think. Just think before you act. Yeah, also, if I were in the same situation, what would? Yeah, like also, they're your fucking kids, and they're going through a super fucking difficult time, and they need like a person there to like not hate them, especially not one of their parents. It's like, don't be a monster, people. That's gonna be like that's gonna be like a fucking title for this. Just like, hey, don't be a monster, people. And that ties into Stranger Things. Sure, fuck it, why not? Anyway, final thing I won't gonna be talking about. Um, Star vs. the Forces of Evil came back in a very Steven Universe esque release schedule. Up, oh, I'm never watching that again. Yeah, so for a good chunk of episodes, there was no Marco. It was very star-centric, which is not great. Because you kind of need that foil. Like, I think Star works the character, but, like, the way that they write... 
like Star and Ponyhead just hanging out doing whatevs is not great if there's no person there to say, hey, but what if we didn't? Hey, did you guys notice this is kind of insane? Yeah, like if it's just like like this show cannot get this show cannot get away get away with like the airplane level of fucking surreal comedy where nobody acknowledges how weird things are. Yes, yeah, so like there's a big fucking battle for Muni and shit, and there was a big war, and Eclipsa, the evil fucking magic queen bitch that they've been fucking teasing at since a while. She's now oh, just she is such a tease. Yeah, she's now just around. Just hanging out. Just kind of shows up occasionally. He's like, hey, yeah, so I'm here still. You want to talk while I, while I can show you that I'm not a horrible person? Yeah, Clips has been like super cool. It was like hanging out, being nice, kind of being a better mom than Star's mom is. And like when they actually say like, when they actually say like, hey, they'll start actually asking like, hey, what did she do that was so bad she got fucking crystallized? She's like, well, she was nice to a monster. And I think she like owes me five bucks. I now hate Star. No, Star's like, no, we don't crystallize her, you fucking weirdos. Oh, okay. No, her mom is like, yo, we need to fuck crystallize that bitch. She is evil. Look at my hand. Okay, then. And Star- I now hate <laughs> I now hate Star's parents. Her dad, like, I don't get her dad is too stupid to give a fuck. Exactly why I hate him. Fair. <laughs> but her mom is like active. Her mom is active hate. Her dad I is, hate her mother more. Yeah, her dad but. is like her dad's like, I have corn. I'm happy. I don't even think her dad knows who Eclipsa is. Anyway. Yeah, and so for like a couple episodes there, it was just like, hey, Star is getting back with Tom, you know, the demon dick with anger issues. I just kind of doing whatever. And then they cut back to Marco, and Marco's like, hey, I have a cape. This is my character now. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to pay attention and care about that? Not really. <laughs> but then we got kind of back into thing. We got back into like the swing of things proper. Where we have a quote unquote new status quo. That is the old status quo. But their home is different. You see like in the originally Star went to live on Earth. But now Marco's living on Muni. What? Like all, like all this fucking bullshit. Like they, they after after that after that big fucking battle and Marco had to fucking leave. They there's this big fucking emotional thing of like, yeah, we gotta go say goodbye, or whatever. But then Marco uses his dimension cutting scissors that he has and has forever to leave. At which point, at which point, any fucking like drama, quote unquote drama that was there, immediately evaporated because oh wait, Marco could just come back literally whenever he wants. Which he does, and then Star fucking builds his bedroom on the side of the fucking castle. With the laser puppies. Remember those? Those are a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Just Star, the show's weird. I don't don't mean weird like a, whoa, fucking, this is just fucking weird as hell. 
I mean, like, it is weird in that it keeps trying to, like, have pathos. It keeps trying to have, like, actual things happen in it. But it just never quite gets there. Which is a shame because, like, this has the potential to get there. This has the potential to be, like, to have, like, some real emotion in it. That has the chance to have, like, some real honest-to-goodness fucking character growth and, like, things happen. But it keeps, like, undercutting itself by having fucking Ponyhead be there. Or having, like, any emotional growth be immediately undercut by just going back to the status quo. <sighs> if they ever fucking just pulled the goddamn trigger on fucking Marco and Star as a thing... Or literally anything that would have some actual fucking weight. Like, fuck Marco. He had, like, from the beginning of the series, he had a crush on this fucking Jenny whatever fucking her name is. And then he dates her for, like, an episode and a half. And it's just like, all right, yeah, I'm cool with us breaking up. Go be with Star, dog. I'm going to go skateboard off into the fucking night like a goddamn, I don't know, Gecko Mundo. What? Mondo Gecko from the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's a gecko. The original with... series? Or... Uh, yeah, he's a gecko. He skateboards. I never saw the original series. He's part of the Mutanimals. I never saw the original series. I it... By original <laughs> series, you mean the 80s cartoon? Mm-hmm. He's from the comics. Then I definitely never saw him. He was also in the, he's also in the 2014 animated series. Ah, I haven't caught up to that point yet. Yeah, he's also in the current new comics where he is part of the Mutanimals, hanging out with old, hanging out with old Hob and Slash and Leatherhead a bit, and the psychic and the psychic monkey. Ninja Turtles are weird, guys. Also, the Ninja Turtles are coming are coming as playable characters in Injustice Two, and I mean all of them as a single playable character. I don't know how that works. I guess I'll see. Anyway, if they just fucking bit the bullet and had something of importance happen in this goddamn show, then I would actually be able to like say, hey, fucking watch this. But as it is, it's just like, I don't know if you like, hey, did you want something halfway between Adventure Time and Steven Universe without any of the emotional weight that either of those two shows kind of carry? Star nope. versus the forces of evil is for you guys. Well, speaking of Steam Universe, that fucking dropped another batch of episodes because fuck me. I might watch those. I might not. I might not care anymore. I'm not 100% sure yet. If I tune into that first fucking episode of Demon Universe, and it's some fucking stupid bullshit thing of like, oh, hey, Steven, Steven's feeling sad about himself. So he goes and does professional wrestling. I'm going to fucking stab somebody. Because I know that in that last fucking block, there was for a while an episode called fucking Tiger Philanthropist. Which is about Steven, I guess, making a fucking face turn in goddamn professional wrestling. See, I know what that term means, but I have no clue how it would apply to the show. 
So Tiger Millionaire was a was a heel. Tiger Philanthropist was is presumably if his character makes a face turn and just kind of becomes a good guy in the storyline of their fake wrestling thing. So wait. Steven is in wrestling now? He was in wrestling a couple he was in wrestling a couple seasons ago. Like remember that there was a bit where like he found out that goddamn Amethyst was part of a, was part of like an amateur wrestling circuit. No, because I stopped watching the show because their release schedule is garbage. This was back when their release schedule was all right. No, it wasn't because I would have seen it. I'm going to double check this to make sure. I don't remember this episode at all. I don't remember Amethyst being in an amateur wrestling circuit. And Amethyst was my favorite crystal gem, so I'd remember stuff about her. Tiger Millionaire is the ninth episode of the first season of the show. Seriously? Yes. I know what happened. That was back when I was watching the series with Korra, and he skipped anything that he didn't think was plot important. Yeah, well, this isn't plot important at all. Until it was. See, that's the problem with these long-running shows. You can't just assume an episode's not important. No, you can't. So you have to have a fucking guide. No, you can assume it's not important because the episode isn't important. Like, like, fucking Tiger Millionaire is not important until Tiger Philanthropist shows up, in which case it is only important in the fact that it set up Tiger Philanthropist, which itself isn't important. This is some Adventure Time bullshit, where, like, the fucking psychic dream worm comes back from season one in season six, and he still doesn't fucking matter. I love trying to find the snail in every episode. <laughs> Is like my favorite thing. It's no pineapple. What? In Psych, every episode of Psych, there is a pineapple. Oh yeah, I need to get every episode of Psych on. Yes, you do. It's a fair. Unfortunately, it's only available on DVD. That's why I said on DVD. I I'm not getting that shit. What comes out in Blu-ray, dog? I I will not I will not watch another fucking TV show on DVD. I got too much 1080p hotness up in my shit. But yeah, so Psych the Movie's coming out this Christmas. Unfortunately, we'll have limited Timothy Amundsen because he had a medical scare while they were filming. <sighs> That's what I got. On to news, I guess. Well, the rest of the news. <laughs> so, Wonder Woman's release date has been bumped up from December to November. Though she might not be played by the same person anymore. Just, fuck, dude, come on. Come on, dude. Come on. She seems like the kind of person who will stand by her ultimatum. Yeah, do you think Warner Brothers will? Depends on who costs them more. Her. Her. She will cost them more. Anyway. Excited so, AF. So, Wonder Woman 2 was really scheduled for release on December 13th, 2019. However, this past December, uh, Disney and Lucasfilm moved Star Wars Episode 9 to the week after Wonder Woman 2 comes out. Feels like a bit of a feel like a bit of a dick power move, but fucking whatever. 
So that happened. Uh, with yeah, so yeah, so uh, that that move for Star Wars Episode Nine, which was originally coming out in May, moved to moved to the week after Wonder Woman two. That happened so that J.J. Abrams could have more time to take over in the directing in the director's chair after Colin Trevorrow left. Can't remember the full story for that, but Colin Trevorrow stopped being director of that. Yeah, so Warner Brothers has announced that Wonder Woman 2, instead of coming out the week before motherfucking Star Wars, will instead be coming out on November 1st, 2019, where it's up against fucking nothing. <laughs> well, they're playing it safe. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they... This is... This is this is the only movie where they are guaranteed to make some fucking money. Not true. <laughs> okay, what's the other one? It depends on what kind of cluster... No, it depends on what kind of clusterfuck surrounds this movie. I'm saying they might not even make this movie. Because I'm still saying if Warner Brothers is stupid enough not to keep Gal Gadot, which they might be because they are stupid as fuck and short-sighted as fuck... We might not even be expecting to see money from this. So you're assuming that the story that I'm about to read is real. Yeah. And also, again, they won't. So, according to page six, this is page six dot com. A source talked to them saying that Gal Gadot. You pronounce the T. Because she's Israeli, not French. Oh, okay. Then I shall make a point to pronounce the T from now on. Yes. I didn't know. So, according to, yeah, like I said, according to um, page six, uh, Gal Gadot is taking a stance saying that she will not sign on for Wonder Woman 2 until Warner Brothers sever ties with Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner, for those who don't know, is a cunt. <laughs> But more so is the latest in the string of people being accused of sexual harassment and misconduct. And I'd fucking believe it. Because, motherfucker, this fucking piece of goddamn garbage. Making terrible movies saying that rehearsing is for fags. Like, those are his direct fucking words. He makes terrible movies and thinks rehearsing is for fags. Yes. Those were his words. Yes. He, uh, he admits he makes terrible movies. Fucking... Rush Hour 3? Fuck that noise. Rush Hour 1 kind of fuck that noise. Yeah, Rush Hour 1 was kind of funny. Yeah, I saw I saw a fucking gift set that was doing that was doing like a who's on first. Cuz I forgot there was a who's on first bit. Yeah, there is. But anyway. So, here is some background for this. So, Brett Ratner has a production company. It is called Rat Pack Dune Entertainment. That his studio helped produce Wonder Woman. It it helped produce it as part of a co-financing deal that the that studio has with Warner Brothers. And so Brett was going to make a pretty fucking penny. So, according to a Warner Brothers insider, Brett made a lot of money from the success, from the success of Wonder Woman thanks to his company having helped finance the first movie. Now Gadot is saying she won't sign for the sequel unless Warner Brothers buys out Brett buys Brett out of his financing deal and gets rid of him. Uh, the source added, according to this article, once again from page six, she's tough and stands by her principles. She always knows the best way to hit people like Brett Ratner is in his wallet. 
She also knows that Warner Brothers has to side with her on this issue as it develops. They can't have a movie rooted in women's empowerment being part financed by a man accused of sexual misconduct against women. Okay, no. that They might not be that stupid. If this is true, that part might be enough to make them actually, you know, make the smart move. However, Warner Brothers this past week, well, this past couple weeks, broke ties with Brett Ratner amid sexual harassment claims. Really? Huh. I didn't know that. So, yeah. Uh, For those who haven't been able to keep up in just this fucking parade of nightmares. uh, Ratner was accused by multiple actresses, including Olivia Munn and Natasha Henstridge. About them being fucking harassed and all kinds of horrible bullshit. Just like fucking spin the goddamn wheel of what he of what people have done over the past fucking over the past fucking ever. And Brett Ratner has done some of that to at least six people. According to Variety. Yep, six women. Including Lady Bond, Toss Antridge. Oh, fuck, god damn it. People are assholes. People are the fucking garbage monsters. <sighs> but yeah. Shratner's out. Godot is in because of fucking course. Like, Warner Brothers is retarded. But they are not retarded enough to side with Brett fucking Ratner over the star of the only thing holding their DC cinematic universe together. But hey, speaking of horrible abuses of power, Maureen Ryan, a reporter for Variety, broke a story that 19 sources have come forward to talk about alleged incidents of sexual harassment from Andrew Kreisberg. A producer on fucking Supergirl and Flash and the fucking Arrowverse. Ah. I, I just, God damn it. Just God fucking damn it. I. So yeah, none of the sources who have, um, who've like, who have, who came forward to uh, Marine Ryan. None of them, none of them were named because they didn't want to be named in fear of retaliation, which, Hey, yeah, that would probably happen. But yeah, in the wake of this fucking Warner Brothers TV group has suspended Kreisberg as they conduct an internal investigation into all this. Good on them for once they did something smart. Yeah, and <sighs> the most important thing to take from this is since people are actually investigating and actually seem to care, it's proof that all of Hollywood isn't like this. Yeah, and it's just enough of Hollywood that it makes you want to vomit. Yep, and and with that coming out, some of the stars of these shows have spoken out and said some things. Um, Belissa Benoist play Supergirl, uh, she released this big statement uh, on Twitter. Twitter, um, 
Katie Lotz, who is was um fucking uh, Sarah Lance on Legend of Tomorrow. Also, a statement. So did Emily Bett Records, who plays Felicity Smoke on Arrow. Uh, Tyler Lee, or Kyler Lee. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, she also weighed in on this, and Stephen Amell released a fucking Facebook video saying, saying like, "Hey, if you aren't part of the solution, you're part of the problem." And then Mark Guggenheim, another producer, said some bullshit about reverse sexism. Hmm. Also, it's not reverse sexism if they're targeting men. Just like it's not reverse racism if they're targeting whites. It's you're reverse not helping. If you're, showing... you're not helping. You're, you're, you're making things worse, goddammit. Just... Uh. Yes, the reverse sexism claim is bullshit, but... Also, it doesn't help because he because like not everybody in not every man in Hollywood is Weinstein. Despite what everything is pointing to. Uh, I. I don't like talking about this. I know we have to talk about this because. This needs to be talked about. This needs to be out there. This needs to be fucking put on records. That, hey, this is not okay. I still don't like talking about it. Because I'm a fucking idiot. And I don't feel like I can talk about these things properly. Because, again, I'm a fucking idiot. Just fucking... Ugh. Just, ugh. I think you've summed up pretty much everyone's feelings on the matter pretty well with that one sound. Yeah. I've been doing that a lot lately. Anywho. Speaking of sex, speaking of, speaking of people with alleged sexual harassment claims against them and the DC Cinematic Universe, Ben Affleck. Oh great! So Ben Affleck, over the uh, since his since he was cast as Batman, has been has been essentially been the he's been Schrodinger's cast member. Where, what? So depending on depending on what time you looked at his involvement in the DC Cinematic Universe, he is either fully in it or fully out of it. So when he signed on, he signed on to. Write, produce, and direct a solo Batman movie starring himself. Okay. <laughs> he then stepped down as director. He then said he there were then rumors going around that he wanted out of the role. Then he said he wanted back in the role. And now he is saying that he's looking for a way to gracefully and coolly segue out of the role. And this is out of a USA Today interview. I this whole fucking thing's a goddamn nightmare. Just like the fucking worst. Just goddamn it. Oh, and speaking of nightmares involving the DCU, Shazam. You know how that movie is? You know how that is a thing that is apparently happening but not connected to anything that's happening elsewhere? 
No, I completely forgot that they were doing a Shazam movie. Yes, they are. And for the Shazam movie, they've cast both their leads and their main villain. Okay. So, um, Asher Angel, uh, a one of the leads on Disney Channel's hit series, Andy Mack, has been cast as Billy Batson. The hell is Andy Mack? Who the fuck cares? Apparently, whoever wrote that article. No, like I'm actually looking at Azure Angel. His that is his only major role. Ah, like well, unless that's you, a problem. Like unless you want to say, you know, Asher Angel, star of one episode of Beyond, of Criminal Minds Beyond Borders. Oh, that show's terrible. Yeah, he was in an episode of that. Andy Mack is his only main role. His only major role. Yeah, he's been cast as Billy Batson, uh, with Zachary Levi cast as Captain Marvel. Honestly, it doesn't matter uh, who cast is uh, Captain Marvel. You know, the right size. Yeah, but like, actually, this is. Go ahead. This is this isn't going to be good. <laughs> like I'm going to be looking for accuracy as far as how the character, and that's about it. Because I know this isn't going to be good. Here's the I got to say, like, like I actually, I actually did like a quick like back and forth of like Asher Angel's picture, Asher Angel picture, and Zachary Levi's picture, and I buy it. Okay, I well. buy that Zachary Levi is a grown up version of Asher of Asher Angel. Maybe that's because he is. He isn't. I don't care enough. <laughs> I don't care enough for that bit. But one thing that uh, I do kind of care about is the fact that Ma fucking Mark Strong has been cast as Dr. Savannah. Okay. That is the first actual casting bit where I'm not where I'm, where I'm not where I don't have to put a bunch of fucking qualifiers on it. I straight up goddamn love Mark Strong. I think he's a great actor and plays a really good villain. And I think he fucking works stupidly well as the Dr. Savannah. <sighs> so yeah that's happening who knows maybe this will actually be good since it's not tied into any of the retarded bullshit happening as the part of the DC extended universe uh, DC extended you because it straight up isn't like they've actually come out and said that this is not tied into those movies at all yay not tied into those movies at all yeah <sighs> anyway speaking of dumpster fires are we gonna talk about disney again i uh, know the dark universe actually universal so, cinematic universal's attempt at a cinematic universe involving their fucking monsters uh it might already be dead it was already dead you you saw how well the fucking mummy movie did yes but again like these people are retarded Like, they'd already sunk millions of dollars into casting other people, so fuck it. They were going to try to do it. But now they might not, being that two top-level executive executives involved in the fucking production of this goddamn thing have left the project. So, Alex Kurtzman and Chris Morgan. These two guys were... These two guys were hired by Universal to run the ship. They were the guys 
involved in everything. They were they were trying to be the Kevin Feige of this fucking universe. They both left the project after the mummy was the mummy. Yeah, Kurtzman, um, his universal deal lapsed in September. He is he is left to focus on goddamn Star Trek Discovery. Meanwhile, Chris Morgan is back with the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, poor thing. And he is currently writing oh. a spin-off movie for Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Statham's characters. No, honey, no. Th- that's a step up. Uh, no, it's not. Yes, it's it Fast is. Fast and Furious movies. The Fast and Furious movies are great, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? They're terrible. They're amazing. Terrible. Hell, compared to The Mummy, they're Citizen Goddamn Kane. I'll give you that. So again, this is a step up. Like, the Fast and Furious franchise is a fucking franchise. It is an established thing that people want more of. Because it's fun to watch Vin Diesel mumble his way through a car. (laughs) Oh, that description. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. I will, because I hate those movies with a violent passion. Yeah, well, you think think they're absolute garbage. Yeah, well, you think Iron Man 2 is better than Iron Man 1. Okay, maybe that like is a fair, fair argument against my opinion, but <laughs> I still think those movies are absolute garbage, and at least I don't think the um, the fucking Resident Move- Evil movies are good. They're terrible. <laughs> be a damnation. They are terrible, but I enjoy watching them, kind of. I enjoy watching a couple of them. Like, two. I think I, think I literally enjoy watching a couple of Resident Evil movies. <laughs> They can be fun. Anyway. Yeah, so this fucking thing is, this whole thing is a goddamn nightmare. Like, even before these guys left, fucking Universal had pulled plug on pre-production of the Bride of Frankenstein movie. Which was supposed to be the goddamn follow-up to The Mummy. That was supposed to have Angelina Jolie in it. But yeah, nope, that whole thing's dead. This whole fucking thing's dead. Thank God. At least I hope it stays at least I hope it's fucking dead. And it stays dead, because fuck. Just fuck. Just fuck. The worst part is they could have done it if they had done it tongue in cheek. They really couldn't have. Yes, they could have. Then come on, dude. The, the the versus movies were actually fun back in the day. Yeah, it's because they weren't a fucking cinematic universe. It was, hey, what if these guys fought? Which is basically all they'd have to do for a cinematic universe. No, they wouldn't, because they had because they had fucking Prometheum, which was a secret organization that hunted monsters led by Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You can't have a cinematic universe just be, it would be cool if these guys fought and like smash your action figures together. You can't have that anymore because Marvel isn't that. Marvel is that. They just don't want to admit it. Marvel is that now, but, like, they didn't start out as that. Eh, kind of did. And not really. I will say, like, for a while there, Marvel was, like, actually doing things well. 
Like they're still doing I, they're still doing things kind of well, but like not as not as level they used to be. I think they've always kind of been at least like not not like in a bad way because I don't think what they I don't think it is bad. Um, I think they've always kind of been. Hey, let's match our action figures together and see what happens. Well, that's been. That's comics. Yeah. And that's why I think, like, like people think Marvel's doing more than that, but it's not. They're smashing their action figures together and seeing what happens. Yeah, but, like, theirs is good. Yeah, it is. Anyway. Moving on. So Amazon announced this past week that they have greenlit a... Our one-hour drama series uh, based on the Garth Ennis comic book, The Boys. Which is being uh, spearheaded by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, you know, the preacher guys, as well as Eric Kripke, the guy who makes Supernatural. So yeah, for those who don't know, The Boys is just fucking weird. So the boys is about a secret group of CIA adjacent people who work as the police for the superheroes. Because like in this world, superheroes have like that world, fucking idea and world of like, hey, yeah, the fucking superheroes are out there doing this stuff. But the superheroes are people. And a lot of the time, they're sociopaths. Who just do like horrible, horrible shit. And so the boys are there to keep the superheroes in line. By doing horrible shit back to them. Okay. (laughs) Like, there's a character called the female of the species who has a habit of regularly ripping people's faces off. That's going to be an interesting show. She's also like a 15-year-old Asian girl. That's going to be a very interesting show. And her best friend is like a a 35-year-old Frenchman. Who is also the muscle. Okay. Yeah, like I said, this is a Garth Ennis comic. Yeah, I'm getting that. Um. Yeah, and so... The kind of like big interesting thing about this is the fact that one of the characters is Simon Pegg. Like, not literally, but basically. Like, he is designed to be Simon Pegg. His actual his actual character design is straight up Simon Pegg. And yeah, so for those that haven't read the comics, um Simon Pegg. His character name is Wee Huey, but I'm gonna call him Simon Pegg because fuck it. So so Simon Pegg's girlfriend gets killed after the equivalent of the Flash super speed throws a villain through her. Okay. Yeah, you got my interest. He is then found by Billy Butcher, the leader of the boys, where he is taken in, given a pill that gives him superpowers, and then starts out on this just like super nihilistic quest to fuck everybody. In bed. Sorry, I had to. As the as the equivalent of the Justice League begins their plan to take over the world. 
Of course. Yeah, because because the Superman equivalent is just really sick of having of having to like deal with like the government and and like Billy and like people. There, there's a point. There's, there's a point later in the series where he actually like where one of the things he does is like a publicity stunt is like is like a family like wins a lottery or whatever and they win a car and then and then the Superman equivalent like take, picks up the car one handed and flies off into the distance to like leave them in a parking lot somewhere as he just goes off and does whatever but instead he takes them into low Earth orbit where they where they are slowly freezing to death and then just drops them. Holy shit. <laughs> And then he decides, hey, you know what? Fuck the dirt Billy Butcher has on me. I'm going to take this bitch over. Who, well, who's going to stop me? His dog? Fuck his dog. And then he kills his dog. Because his dog also had superpowers. And I'm pretty sure one of his powers was to fuck super people up the butt. What the fuck are you describing? I'm describing the motherfucking boys. The series where the Batman equivalent is a sex addict who has to, who is like, who is compelled to stick his dick in any butthole he sees. I'm just stating the facts, people. These are the things I read. There is a reason. There are many reasons for many things about me. You can you don't have to read the boys. Moving on. So hey, Ellen Page has been cast in the upcoming Netflix live action adaptation of the Gerard Way comic, The Umbrella Academy. Are you still there, caveman? Yeah, I am. I'm trying to fucking process. Well, process fast, because the Umbrella Academy is also pretty weird. Oh, lovely. But, like, not that level of weird. It's, like, it's like more standard comic book weird and not, and not a smiling British bulldog fucking Superman up the butt. So, for those who do not know, the Umbrella Academy is about a group of people who are working as superheroes. Uh, there, there's, there's way too much to fucking go into for, like, actual backstory stuff, but... So, fuck, I'll just go back. I'll just go into it. So, on the day that a wrestler beat beat a squid alien from outer space, um, a bunch of women around the world who weren't pregnant all of a sudden became pregnant and gave birth to babies. You're hurting my brain. Another alien, um, under the disguise of a very rich man named Hargreaves, uh, adopts like seven or eight of them and takes them in and trains them to be superheroes when they are children. A bunch of them have all kinds of super awesome powers. One of them doesn't. And so Hargreave hates that woman. Her name is Vanya. And Ellen Page has been cast as her. Okay. Which is great. Because, really hurts which now. is great. Because Vanya becomes the antagonist of the fucking first volume of the series. Okay. Some of her siblings include a man with his head on the body of a gorilla. Okay. A guy who a guy who can breathe underwater, can swim really good, and is really good with knives. A child who can time travel and has actually assassinated John F. Kennedy. Okay. A person who can literally alter reality by speaking. 
and who kind of wants to fuck her brother, the space gorilla. Um, Comic books are weird, you guys. Also, read the Umbrella Academy. It is really good. No. Yes. No. Yes. I have a major headache just from living private. And I don't know if this makes it better or worse, but Gerard Way, for those who don't know, is also the front man of My Chemical Romance. He is a really good comic book writer, as it turns out. I think I'm going to need to go lay down. (laughs) Anywho. Final piece of news. So Disney, you know Disney, uh, they're launching their own streaming service because of course they are. And while it won't launch until 2019, um, current CEO of uh, Disney, Bob Iger, said that they're currently making plans to super undercut Netflix by making their price way cheaper. And they are kind of conscious about why they're doing it. Uh, Iger said in a statement, the, like, the reason they're doing that is, is in part reflective of the fact that, it will, that it'll have less volume. Because, yeah, that's, that's a thing. It is kind of nice to see a, see a company have some level of cognizance about themselves. It's like, yeah, our thing will only have our shit on it, so you won't pay as much as the people who have all kinds of other people's shit. But like, hey, you have our, you'll have our shit. Which, like, you know, first off, just you know, very, very like mild golf clap for like, hey, yeah, you're recognizing that. But then also still like, fuck you, because of the things we talked about earlier. Also, fuck you because. You're morons for trying to start a new service when there's an existing service that would probably make you money. Yeah. Whereas this is probably going to hurt your business at least a little. Yep, probably. Anywho, those for news. New releases-wise, this week we got fucking scumfuck Justice League. Next week got next week got that Coco movie that kind of looks interesting. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I like I like the Dia de los Muertos effect, like aesthetic, and I like music. I like the Dia de los Muertos aesthetic, but I think it's like it doesn't. The, they haven't done enough in the trailers to appeal to. Okay, well that's fair. Well, currently it's currently sitting at a ninety six percent Rotten Tomatoes. Well, maybe it's fucking amazing. <laughs> one of the one of the positive reviews, an effective yet hardly exceptional addition to the to the Pixar oeuvre. That's see. That's exactly why I'm like. Eh. Anyway, yeah. So to go out on, not a to go out on a different note. Um, with all the horrible things that have been happening in the news and stuff, there has been a new bit. There has been a new meme that's kind of been circling around of fake headlines that read out as like, "Hey, this actor you like is really horrible," but it turns out they're actually really great. Like, several women have come forward accusing Tom Hanks of being really nice to them. Or, more women come forward with with allegations that Keanu Reeves took them out on a nice date. 
or several more people come forward with allegations that Tom Cruise is really short. <laughs> I just want to say, like, it's not much, but it's like something. It is something to remind you that, like, hey, hey, until it comes out that, like, Tom Hanks eats children or, like, Keanu Reeves killed a man because he wanted to see what it felt like or, like, Tom Cruise is crazy. Oh, wait. But until those things come out, they are presumably nice people. Like, they probably have to be, right? One can hope. Mm. One can only hope. So until next time, I'm dead. Inside and out. I'm going to go curl up in a corner and try not to cry. Good luck, buddy. We will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Keep hope. Because it's the last thing that's holding me. This got dark in a way I wasn't expecting. <laughs>